Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert will no longer be handcuffed by Joe Lombardi. Can new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore lead him to his best season yet? You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys again for making this your first listen as always. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And today we're talking about Justin Herbert and if he can produce his best statistical season yet. And there's a lot of factors that go into it, especially health, right? And who is going to be playing wide receiver for Justin Herbert in 2023? And we're also going to get into if they do make some changes there, is Mike Williams ready to step up and be wide receiver one for this Chargers team? And if edge rusher or wide receiver is actually the biggest issue, because I think a lot of people are thinking wide receiver, I think it's a pretty close call there. And we'll also get into a tough decision if you could only do one, are you bringing back Trey Pipkins and Morgan Fox or Drew Tranquil and Bryce Callahan? It is Fan Mail Friday. Thank you to everyone who reached out and to us on, on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and hitting us up on the voicemail line. But today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports pick app of the NFL and one of the official sponsors of the NBA. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. Ooh, this is a great question from Donnie, a.k.a. Blake's dad on Twitter, who asks us, do you think Justin Herbert has his best statistical season next year under Kellen Moore's scheme? It's a great question, David, because it's kind of like, what are you expecting from Kellen Moore and how much do you think that Joe Lombardi was holding him back? So what do you think here? Yeah, I mean, if we're looking here at Justin Herbert's best statistical season yet, we're talking about 40 plus touchdowns and over 5000 passing yards in 2021 in 2021. Yes, that was his best season of his NFL career, you know, through the three seasons that he has been gracing us with his very talented (laughs) presence. Um, But just to look at, you know, the (laughs) to look at what Kellen Moore wants to bring to the table here, which is more balance. They want more of a pass and run game balance, more of a marriage there. I don't know, looking at it from that just initial perspective, if we're going to be able to sit here and say that Justin Herbert is going to come out and be able to eclipse those numbers if the Chargers and Kellen Moore get the balance that they are looking for. And it's funny because I feel like we had a similar conversation last year and we were hoping the Chargers running, you know, rushing offense would be better in 2022 than it was in 2021. Yeah, Yeah. it was not. It was much worse. Right. But that's what we were wondering is, hey, can he keep putting up these numbers? Because obviously one of the biggest reasons he's putting up gaudy kind of volume stats is because of how much he's throwing the football. Right. And how much he's needed to throw the football, because that's the only consistent part of the Chargers offense. And a lot of times especially last year, was the only part of the offense that worked, right? So it is a double-edged sword here because I do think there are things that Kellen Moore can tap into, right, that Joe Lombardi wasn't. One of the things we talked about before the show, right, hopefully he's pushing the ball down the field more. Hopefully he's using his legs more, right, because he had 302 rushing yards and three touchdowns. That's more than twice as many rushing yards he had I mean, hey, you guys remember the the Steelers game on Sunday Night Football? Justin Herbert was running all over the Steelers, and it was beautiful. Yeah, the the most rushing yards a Chargers quarterback has ever had in one game. So that is something that's, you know, 
sorely missing or was sorely missing. The injury had a lot to do with it. But that's one sure. way we think, okay, well, in some way he could. I think the thing is, is he could, you know, given health and everything else, be more efficient, right? And he could have a better season without putting up those stats. I mean, thinking about a 40 touchdown season for Justin Herbert isn't out of the question. If you're running the yeah. football better, you're getting more opportunities to score. And the other reason I think, you know, 40 touchdowns isn't out of the question is because Kellen Moore's offense with the Cowboys was much better in the red zone than the Chargers were and have been over the last two years with Joe Lombardi. Those are places where I think he can really excel. And we saw Dak put up some pretty ridiculous numbers too, but it might not always look the same. He's not going to have nearly as many passing attempts, hopefully. You're not going to be putting him in as much danger, hopefully. But realistically, David, the Chargers don't have a lot of cap space, right? They're yeah. pretty stuck as far as what they have. They're going to draft right. some guys, but there's not a lot. Of, they're not going on a shopping spree. There's not a lot of flexibility there. So you're going to be running it back. And I think the most important thing will just be healthier. That's the quickest way the yeah. Chargers can be better in 2023 than they were in 2022 on offense is not having Keenan Allen, Mike Williams miss four plus games each and Keenan with seven games, right? And Rashawn Slater and all the guys that they had missing. Yes. A healthy Rashawn Slater is going to make a world of difference. Obviously, that's an all pro left tackle that you're going to be putting back out there protecting Justin Herbert's blind side. And then probably, you know, slating in, uh, you know, Jamari Sawyer there at guard to take over for Filer, which seems yeah, Pipkins to me was to hurt and Lindsley was hurt. You yeah. know, like Jaylen injuries Guyton. across the board. You know, yeah, injuries to your skill position players, injuries to your offensive line extensively. And, you know, we've heard uh, the head coach Brandon Staley talk on multiple different occasions how having to continuously mix that up and not have that continuity up front and in your skill positions, it's really hard to try to game plan for that and, and really try to find a rhythm when you don't know who's going to be in and out of the lineup. One of the other things that I feel like with this offense with Kellen Moore hopefully brings to the table is a better uh, depth of target. You know, Justin Herbert had one of the worst depth of targets last year and it was around six. Dak Prescott over the last four seasons has a, had an average depth of target over eight. So that's one of those situations where you feel like you can get more efficient passing numbers out of Justin Herbert, maybe accessing more of the intermediate part of the football field, taking more of those shots and not being content with your checkdowns on sure. you know every first and second down. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things too, right? You, you were talking with me about before the show, more play action obviously yes. helps, right? Still felt underutilized. And being in more play action situations obviously yes. helps that. Running the football obviously helps that. Getting him on the move more is something that they got Dak on the move a lot more than Justin Herbert was on the move just as far as designed plays where you're yeah. trying to roll him out and get him on the run and use his athleticism. That should all you know have an uptick. But I think the hard thing about this conversation, I mean, because getting healthier is the best way, I mean, that Justin Herbert's stats could get a lot better because you can't say that missing the guys he was missing, that that wasn't going to totally, you know, dramatically affect what his total stats were, right? Throwing to DeAndre yeah. Carter for a lot of the seasons as one of his primary targets and Josh Palmer having to step into a bigger role. Mike Williams yeah. having to be wide receiver one for a big part of the season, right? All that played a part, but the hardest thing this year, David, is the uncertainty of knowing who's going to be on the roster too because – it could, you know, you could be having Keenan Allen or something like be a, casual, a cap casualty, right? We've had that yeah. conversation before. Even though I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, it's an option. It's something that is getting considered at the very least right now. That's going to affect Justin Herbert's numbers for sure, right? And then also you have, okay, what if they add somebody in the draft as well? What if they add more speed? So, like, it could move in either direction, but there's a lot of things we just don't know right now. Yeah, you're you're hoping that you, you got your guys back up front on, on the offensive line. You're hoping they're healthy. And yes, you have to have your skill guys there and available. We've seen 
how much better Mike Williams is when Keenan Allen is on the field and vice versa. They really play well off of each other. And that just makes the defense have to account for both of them. But so just roster wise. like Yeah. Ro- yeah. And yeah. roster wise. Right. You don't know if you're going to have another tight end that's going to be brought into the, the field that could change the way that position looks. Or if you get that speed receiver that we've been clamoring for and begging for for year after year, seem seemingly since Justin Herbert got here. So we don't know what the offense is going to look like. We don't know what the dynamic is going to be. So it's hard to sit here and say that Justin Herbert is going to have his best statistical season yet because there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, could be a new running back. Well, they drafted yeah. a running back for the fourth season in a row. <laughs> I know a lot of people want Bijan Robinson at 21. Don't see it happening. Somebody gets kicked out and they bring in another running back. We'll see. It's not like there's, you know, guys that you don't feel are you feel like are irreplaceable. Yeah. But that's part of the conversation as well. But we don't know what the stable of weapons is going to look like. It could look dramatically different in either direction, right, yeah. between now and when the season starts. So I think that's kind of the biggest variable that we don't know because, you know, health is obviously up in there. And we'll talk about the Chargers training staff actually later in the show. But besides that, though, who you have is important. If Justin Herbert, you know, who just missed Keenan Allen and, you know, was worse when Keenan Allen wasn't out there, obviously, last year, that's going to affect him if they end up trading him or cutting him or something like that. And it's impossible to think that it won't. It doesn't always work out, you know, like Tyreek Hill leaving the Kansas City Chiefs. It often doesn't. You're usually hurt by that. Ask Aaron Rodgers after losing Devontae Adams. It doesn't usually make you better, right? So we're going to get into if something like that does happen, is Mike Williams ready to step up as wide receiver one? We saw him do it a little bit last year, but maybe wide receiver isn't even the need that we should be talking about. Maybe edge rusher is the need because that is a place, too, where the Chargers are dangerously shallow right now and definitely probably will address in this upcoming draft. And we're going to get into that, but I do need to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Chargers podcast. The midway point of the NBA season is here, guys, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. I know football's over, and it's so sad. I'm not looking forward to this first weekend without football. It's going to be tough. Pray for us, obviously. But the NBA is around still. NHL baseball is coming up soon, and that's exciting. And right now, new customers with FanDuel get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's easy to use. Then you can bet on anything that you want from the money line to point scores or even threes drained because that's one of the great things about FanDuel, the player props, right? Player points, rebounds, assists, and you can also do exclusive bets like the two-by-three, two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes of a game. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with their same-game parlay. You pick different props from the same game, and you can you know multiply your winnings. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, back to our fan mail Friday here, and we have a lot of great questions to get into on today's show. Thank you to everyone again for, you know, whoever helped contribute to this one. But we do have one here from Giovanni Navarra who asked, if Keenan Allen gets traded or released, do you think that Mike Williams could perform well as wide receiver one? Well, this is interesting, David, because we saw Keenan Allen, or Mike Williams have to step up in Keenan Allen's absence this year, right? After week one, you know, the next six weeks before the Seahawks game, he was basically the only guy. And we saw him with several hundred yard games. But consistency has kind of always been an issue with Mike Williams. So how do you feel about that? If they do end up releasing Keenan Allen, how would you feel about Mike Williams wide receiver one? 
Yeah, so I, I love Mike Williams. I, I really enjoy watching him play football. He's one of the more exciting receivers in the league with what he can do when the ball's up in the air. He's one of the best jump ball wide receivers in the NFL. But the problem is, is he fails to create consistent separation in his routes. So that's what gives me some pause. And, you know, he he's good. Like he can really take over a game when he's involved. And, you know, he's had 400, 100 plus yard games, but he also had seven games where he had five catches or less in those games. So it's just there was a lot of times where Mike disappears. And so that's what gives me pause to sit here and say that he can be the number one guy in this Chargers offense. Yeah, I mean. He was kind of the number one guy in 2021, right? Yeah. So, like, they, they decided when Lombardi came in, it was a clear focus that they wanted to make him the focal point, and they were just going to yeah. force feed him. And if you force feed Mike Williams, he's going to be putting up numbers. My problem is you still have the same issues, right? If you lose Keenan Allen, you, you're you're not better at wide receiver, right? Even if he can put up wide receiver one numbers, it doesn't mean that your wide receiving core is going to be better. It right. just means that it's going to be, you know, have one more kind of vacancy, one more role that needs to get filled as far as who is going to be the guy that gets the ball in the big moments. Because, yes, yeah. it is nice to know game on the line, fourth down. You have to have something. You have to put it up to someone, Tennessee Titans, to get that game-winning field goal right. He is great for that. The problem yeah. is is you don't want every third and five coming up to a jump ball between Mike Williams, right? You don't yeah. want the fourth and one or fourth and two against the Cleveland Browns this year where they just have to throw it to their – the only choice basically is Mike Williams because that's not his game. Getting open and yeah. getting open quickly is not his game. What you exactly. want on a fourth down, what you want on a third down is somebody who's getting wide open and getting open and uncovering quickly. All the time. That's what Keenan Allen does, and he still was able to do it this year, yep. even as he kind of had to find his explosiveness and kind of work his way back into it before he was finding that consistent separation. Yep. Mike Williams is not a separator. His skill set is great. He does things a lot of other receivers can't do, but – you're still missing speed, right? If you cut Keenan Allen, you're still missing a yak guy. You still yep. don't get that by cutting Keenan Allen. Obviously, you can bring in other guys, but like it's really hard to imagine a wide receiver room of Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, and a rookie being better than Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and a rookie, right? And Josh Palmer also thrown in there too. So yeah, it's tough. I, I think, yes, he could put up wide receiver one numbers. He borderline did it in 2021. Over 1,100 yards, 1146. That's pretty good. Nine touchdowns that season. You know, yep. played in 16 games. But when you're also living with Mike Williams, though, you're also putting him in jump ball situations where it's more likely he's going to get he's injured, get coming down yeah. hard, coming down awkwardly, having to work through something. He's not been injury prone. You know, he only still last year felt like he missed a ton of time. It was only four games. It's just it's hard to imagine right now. You don't get better with that. Could he be the wide receiver one? Sure. Yeah. But is wide receiver even their biggest need, Dave? Because the Chargers have several pretty big holes going into this next year and some big question marks. And Dylan Kirkpatrick is asking if the bigger need in the draft is edge rusher or wide receiver. Yeah, so when I look at that situation, uh, immediately what comes to mind is what the Pat Chargers pass rush looks like when Joy Bosa is not on the football field. And, and we've seen that horror movie play over and over and over, and no one, and I mean no one has been able to provide any kind of consistent pass rush in his stead. So yeah. as much as we talk about the wide receiver room and how we want to see that speed guy, there are still guys in that room where you feel like can at least give you production when you need it. Josh Palmer is a guy I think showed in a couple of different situations that he can give you what you need 
on, you know, if you need it in a cup for a couple of games. Sure. If you don't have a Joey Bosa out there, we saw what that looked like and it was horrible. So I'm going to sit here and tell you that edge, I think, is an, a more important thing for the Chargers to add. I believe that is the bigger draft need. Yeah, I think you can make the argument that Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are more dominant at what they do than Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And I think it's close. Both are good in their own ways. I think Joey Bosa is the best player out of all four of them. So I yeah. think that probably makes me lean that way a little bit when all of them are healthy, obviously. Yeah. And none of yeah. them besides Khalil Mack was really healthy last year. True. But yeah, the third guy in both situations. I mean, Josh Palmer, you feel better about at this point than Chris Brump. And yeah. you know that you're one Joey Bosa injury away from Chris Brump having to step into a much larger role than we've ever seen him play. And we know it's a need. And I think the biggest part of this conversation is, is where are you getting the value from? I would rather yeah. take a great prospect at edge in the first round at 21 than reach for a wide receiver prospect that you shouldn't feel good about or someone that's not worthy of that pick. You don't want to reach to reach. The nice thing is, is like if the Chargers add speed, like with the guys they have right now, it becomes a much more complete room. If they can find yeah. a guy who can create after the catch, it becomes a much more complete room. You don't necessarily have to find that guy in round one. The right. Chargers just haven't been able to really find those guys consistently after the first round, right? Or first couple of rounds, as far as the quality picks that they're really hitting on at a high rate. That's the biggest issue there. You need a well-rounded, full-blown, ready-to-go pass rusher because you need to start planning for the exits of Joey Bosa and Mel, you know, and Melvin Ingram, I almost said, of <laughs> Khalil Mack, right? You have to be ready. You have to get ready. And you also have to understand that the likelihood of both those guys playing 17 games is slim to none in yeah. 2023 of just going off their track record hey hopefully you can get 15 16 games out of them perfect that would be Sign great me up right now yeah you need to have a backup plan because even last year right even with Kyle Bainoy coming on late that was great but you spent most of the season just you know being what you were the whole no season push. the 30th best pass rush in the league the 30th best, best there it is 30th best 30th best in the entire NFL with three guy like Khalil Mack out there but that leads to this one as far as building up these positions. Both up Andrews asking, what are the chances we see more than one wide receiver drafted this year to, for them to develop with Justin Herbert to prepare for an offense without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? Yes. doesn't have yeah. to be a first-round pick wide receiver, but it almost feels like you're the receiver position with what these guys are making. You should be throwing darts at that dartboard every single season because every single season, guys picked well after the first round are going off. You think guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, right, and the other guys we've seen that get picked in the mid-rounds, that go on to be great, like take some shots at that position. Get ready for the eventual, you know, what you know is going to eventually happen. That it is having to live life without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah, when you have that much money sewed up in that position group and, you know, you look at the ages of those guys in that position group, yes, I completely agree. The Chargers need to draft a couple of wide receivers, see what that looks like, see how that changes the, changes the dynamic of the room. While Justin Herbert is still young and you can still try yeah. to build and forge that, that connection and see what that turns into. Yeah, and it's tough, right? Because... <laughs> You have a lot of holds. You want to draft an yeah. edge rusher. Like if sure. Bryce Callahan gets away, you want a corner too, right? You want a safety. You might need a linebacker. You still don't have a defensive tackle under contract. You feel good about getting a pass rusher. Like there's a lot. You want to add depth to the offensive line. You want a new running back. You want a new tight end. There's only so many draft picks they can get, which is why we're always like, hey, Tom Tulska, for God's sakes, maybe, try, you know, trade down. Get some <laughs> more picks. Get some more chances at guys who can contribute for you this year because that's this is the biggest season for the draft in a long time since the yeah. year where i think the biggest acquisition was tyrod taylor one of those free agency periods 
this is it. Like the Chargers have to hit on these draft picks because they just don't have a lot of options otherwise. But that is going to be something that plays a huge factor in how the Chargers do this season and trying to build these rooms correctly, especially getting more depth and just different kinds of players at wide receiver and more depth at edge rusher for sure. But there's a couple of guys that they're going to have to bring back, which is going to even further kind of hinder what they're able to spend in free agency, especially Morgan Fox, Trey Pipkins, Drew Tranquil, and Bryce Callahan. But what if you had to choose between your favorite children? What would you do then? Because somebody's got to go and somebody's got to stay. We're going to talk about who we would pick if we had to pick two of those guys coming up after this. But today's episode is also brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game, and I can't tell you guys how much fun I had playing with the Locked On NFL host. And I begrudgingly tell Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers, congratulations on your championship. That is a great thing about this, guys. If you want to be a GM, if you want to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise, this is the game for you because you get to hire the right coaches and coordinators, trade players, and navigate your franchise through free agency, the drafts, and all the ups and downs of the season. But it's better if you play with your friends, right, and have some bragging rights for the season. I think maybe we'll do a league next year before the football season. We'll get everyone together and get on Ultimate Football GM. I've been tuning up on it. I'll probably beat all of you guys, but you never know. You always have a chance, but this is a great game. It's all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable online. Play on the go and as you want to, when you want to. All you have to do, guys, is go to ultimate-gm.com because Locked On Chargers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On, all caps, in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download it, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, let's get to some more fan mail, mail here, David, and let's get to... A very, very tough question that I'm a little bit upset with Ian Natoli for asking. And that is, you're the GM today. I'm Tom Twesco. And you can re-sign one of these two pairs of players. Who are you picking? This is a, a time I wouldn't want to be Tom Twesco because I think this is a tough position to be in. Drew Tranquil and Bryce Callahan or Trey Pipkins and Morgan Fox. David, who are you going with out of those pairs? I don't like either of those options, so I'm going to make my <laughs> own option and just take Tranquil and and Trey Pip. No, I'm just kidding. It's not an option. Uh, I know that's not an option. So if you're you're putting me in a corner, you're putting, what it is, you're putting yeah. baby in the corner here, and you're forcing me to pick. Uh, that's an I, old I have reference. To go you're with- probably losing our younger listeners there. <laughs> well, to make this decision, it's very difficult. But you look at what the Chargers really, really need to continue with the continuity of, and that is on the offensive line. They finally found a right tackle that is a quality that's young that stands to get even better. And yeah. also, the contract situation is probably something that you could probably manipulate a little bit more than bringing in someone else, just you know, based off of the tracker track record. And then for Morgan Fox. You have been yearning for an interior pass rush for a very long time for the Chargers. He brought in six and a half sacks. That is very, very significant. So that's who I would pick. I would take Trey Pipkins and Morgan Fox. It's tough. And Atir, I know you were asking about the free agents and what to do with Morgan Fox and all these guys, too. We'll try to get your voicemail on the next one. It's tough, man. I mean, these are going to be tough decisions, and they can't bring all these guys back. I tend to lean that way as well. But at the same time, the cheaper of the pairs, Almost 100% certainly is Drew Tranquil and Bryce Callahan, right? Yeah. A slot corner and a middle linebacker are not going to be the, the same as a defensive tackle with six and a half sacks. And an offensive tackle, right, who could play starting caliber right tackle in the league. There's not too yep. many of them out there. He's under the radar, hopefully. I think that's one of the most likely ones the Chargers get done. 
I would lean towards the trenches as well. I, I mean, I think you need to add to not to subtract from that. Yes. Drew Tranquil would hurt. Bryce Callahan, yeah. obviously, he's the oldest of this group, so that you know plays a certain factor in it. But like, sure. he was awesome last he year. Was really you good. Still don't know what yeah. the you know was going to happen with J.C. Jackson. You're stuck with him, you know, for at least a little while longer, not knowing yep. kind of what you're going to get out of that. And that's a huge you know percentage of your salary cap tied up and a, a total unknown at this point. Returning from a pretty gruesome yeah. injury, yeah. So it's really tough. I think I stick with the trenches though. I don't want to play who's the right tackle going to be again. Like we played that game yeah. for so many seasons. Didn't enjoy that game show at all. No, no. Don't and recommend. that's like that's why you know Chargers fans should always be happy that they're not going to play like the who's that quarterback every season. You know, and end up like the Panthers playing like Sam Darnold and you know Baker Mayfield and trying mm-hmm. to retread a bunch of dudes. Like Chargers got so lucky at quarterback. The fact that they don't have to play that game. I don't want to play the right tackle fishing game again and nope. see what you get. Like. No, no more Storm Nortons or Trent Scotts or Sam Tevies. Like Trey Pipkins has earned the spot. He's gotten better. He put the work in. Resign him. Don't have to worry about it. And you feel pretty good about that starting. Yeah, don't overthink it. going into twenty twenty three. You need depth for sure. Yeah, you feel pretty good about it. I, I mean, and also, who is going to come up with those sacks on the interior? Where does it come from if it's not from Morgan Fox? Like exactly. the rest of the defensive tackles on the Chargers plus Jerry Tillery combined for four sacks last year. Morgan Fox had six and a half. Like, I, I love Sebastian Joseph Day. He didn't rush the passer well last nope. year. I mean, he had one of the lowest, pretty much the lowest win rate in the league as far as pressure percentage and beating the man in front of him in pass rush situations. They yeah. don't have a lot there. That's not Austin Johnson's calling card. Brain nope. Fehoko, right, has basically sent in just to stop the run last year, and he did a good job of it, right? But that's yep. not what he's known for either, even though he had 26 sacks one year in high school. Maybe he can tap into that, but it's so hard to lose what you actually had in Morgan Fox. And we know what he's capable of doing in Brandon Staley's defense. But yep. what about Justin Herbert, David, and his contract? Because with the Charger salary cap situation, what it is, I mean, it's hard to imagine right now thinking about what that's going to be, that gigantic contract, because now he is eligible to sign it. Will the Chargers do it or will they hold off? Zach is wondering the same thing. Hi, Zach from Florida here. So with all of the salary cap issues right now and us being over by 23 million is it safe to assume that we're probably going to hold off contract extension talks with herbert until next year would love to know your thoughts and go bolt it's a good question and i think something that a lot of people are probably asking you know if that's less likely now but fortunately for the chargers i think what's going to happen is they opt into the fifth year of that contract because i i don't think you're going to get justin herbert for less than 30 million dollars on a normal year of his contract with what that thing's going to be over 50 million i don't think it's not going to really affect it at all no and there's a there's precedent for that too and you look at you know some of the the recent quarterbacks lately patrick mahomes signed his monster extension after his third year josh allen also kyler murray the same situation. They Joe all Burrow signed. probably will this year. Right. Joe Burrow is probably going to join that group. But when you when, when we talk about an extension here, that does not have any effect on the Chargers current cap situation this year because that extension does not kick in until after the rookie contract is complete. So after year four of that deal, which would be after next season. So whether the extent the extension is not going to have any bearing on the salary cap. So I do feel like there is a very strong chance that Justin Herbert and the Chargers are going to come to an agreement for that extension sometime this offseason. And unfortunately, you know, we've seen the Chargers let 
these contract situations go up until the player is, you know, heading into training camp, going into his last season on a contract. Yeah, don't do that. Bosa, we saw with <laughs> Derwin James, right? And we'll probably see it again because this is kind of what they do. I don't think they mess around with it with, with Justin Herbert. I just think that, first of all, the longer you wait, the price just keeps going up. There's not a lot mm-hmm. there. Sign him to a 10-year contract. Get as much flexibility as you can because whatever he's getting paid this year, you look at that contract five years in, I think you're going to like the numbers there because yes. it's only going to keep going up as the salary cap keeps going up. Yep. Get him now. Lock it in as long as possible. More flexibility to move money around the more years you have on it. And That's I'm it. 100% sold, so I don't need any, you know, sort of reassurances. Sign yep. for 10 years. I don't care. Sign for 15. Do it. Do it. I, I don't care. Play till you're 38. If the charge could happen until you're 38, they'd be lucky because he's yes. the real deal. So yep. not much to talk about there. But I do want to get to one more thing, and that is one more voicemail. Let's see what we still have left here. This is Fear out of San Diego. Uh, big uh, fan of you guys' show. Um, the question I have is, I know we hired a very prestigious strength and conditioning team with Anthony Lamondo um, a couple of years back, but with the attrition that we faced this year, will we run it back with the strength and conditioning team, or will we be looking elsewhere to go and go ahead and hire a different staff? Curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. Thank you. Appreciate it. This is a very frequent question, something we get asked about all the time. And I think it's fair to question, you know, when you see as many crazy injuries as you do with the Chargers that, you know, this is something that should be addressed. Unfortunately, for those asking that question, I think at this point, Anthony Lamondo is probably linked to Brandon Staley. So as long as yeah. Brandon Staley is here, you're going to keep the same coaching staff, but it's also easy to, or same training staff, but it's also easy to forget how healthy the Chargers were in 2021 too. Yes, it is. And also you have to consider that, Injuries happen in this game of football. You can't always blame everything on the strength and conditioning staff. It's not all all their fault. It's not that simple. There's so many different factors that play into this. And also, if a move was going to be made, it would have been made immediately after the season, just like when they fired the other coaches. That's when that would have happened. That ship has sailed. That medical training staff is in place for the next season. Yeah, and the thing is, is like you go back to 2021, right? Austin Eckler, 16 games. Herbert, 17 games. Yep. Allen, 16 games. Mike Williams, 16 games. Derwin, 15 games. Joey Bosa, 16 games. Rashawn Slater played an entire season that year, and some of those guys missed games because of COVID games in yeah. 2021, right? So, like, it was a lot better, better than we had seen it in a long time in 2021. The yep. one fair gripe, I think, with this training staff and this team last season was, how long it was taking players to return from the injuries they did have, right? Yeah. Keenan Allen and the kind of that whole process. Mike Williams back and missing a fracture in his back to try to get him back. Yeah. Potentially that was after good. that and try to push him back with a fracture in his back. Like those are the things that I think are fair. And and some of that's team doctors, some of that's who Tom Telesco is drafting, right? And get you know, finding players who are more durable has to be obviously something that is very, very high up on his priorities. But sometimes you don't know. Guys have a perfectly healthy college career, and then they go on the NFL, and they have some injury history or issues. You know, Some of it is random. Torn ACLs can be random. Torn yeah. biceps can be random. But as far as getting guys back on the field, it seemed like we were kind of left in the dark a little bit, and guys weren't coming back on the timelines we see people usually come back from in similar situations. We saw guys getting setbacks, and they weren't setbacks. Yeah. right? So I think there are some criticisms there. It's not going to change, at least this season. It's pretty much locked in place. But I think there is, at least if you look back to 2021, hope that you could get a much healthier season if, you know, you're getting back to that. And we know that more money is at least being put into that for the Chargers now than it has been in the past. And I think that's a good sign. But 
Yeah. That is going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you guys are back on Monday for Mock Draft Monday Part 2. Version 2. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of them. But if you guys have some first-round prospects you guys want us to break down, we're going to do three new prospects on Monday. Maybe check out the defensive side after doing all offense last week. So if you want us to break somebody down, Put it down in the comments and we'll try to get to those players. But to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find the day every, the show every day on all of our social media. You can find it on my Twitter at DanTalkSports. You can find it on David's Twitter at DrotalkSD and the show's Twitter at LockdownLAC. Thank you to everyone who called into the voicemail, on like, voicemail line like Superfan Zach. A tier, I promise we will get to your questions soon. And everyone else, but to do that, you can call into 323-524-7924 and get your questions put on the show. But thank you guys again for making us your first listen today. We always appreciate it, especially during the offseason. Everyone who the ride or dies who are staying through, we appreciate you because guess what? We're going to be here every day anyways, and we appreciate all the support from you guys. So we will continue to get big guests and bring them on, have more interviews like we did this week with Braden Fajoko, a ton of fun stuff we have planned for the offseason. But until Monday, guys, Take it easy and go Bulls.